This Sam Mays Podcast Roadshow is brought to you by Pettit Insurance in Norman. Remember, you're always in good hands with Allstate. On the Monday of game week, it's just different. It hits different. It feels different. It's uh, something that has been in my blood my whole life. So when you listen to Red Dirt music, it's like that last rebel sound to me. It is a combination of uh, southern rock and jazz and uh, bluegrass and and for Skip Bayless to come out and say I don't feel bad for him and kind of belittle him and say how dare you how dare you as the leader of America's team show weakness honestly I want to say what I want to say this is the Sam Mays podcast Welcome. I'm Sam Mays. And today we have Mr. Wes Sims. Hello. And my uh, all day, every day side chick. I'm kidding. Hello. My co host, the man, the myth, the Can legend. Can we go 24 hours without you calling <laughs> me a woman? Chisholm Holland, how are you, sir? Doing well, brother. Man, thank you guys so much for joining us. We are on uh, NFL Draft Eve. Exciting yes. times around the country as some young men are going to have their dreams come true. Uh, I, I always find that narrative interesting, right? Because it does seem a little bit like you woke up and your fairy godmother has given you the power to be in the NFL today. And I'm like, bro. Somebody's mama's getting a new house tomorrow night. Yeah, Some of those kids have got more time on the gridiron than they do. Like, they've, they've played more football than they have not played football yeah. at this point. Like, it is... The work that it takes to get to this level, the work that it takes to become an NFL draft pick, the work that it takes to become a first-round draft pick is so looking endless. At the average age of these guys, and it looks like it's about 21 and a half, right. probably, maybe 22. Right. You got to think most and of them probably started playing when they are about seven. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a long road. Absolutely. And, I mean – on the whole of your life, that's a relatively short period of time, but that's all you do. Right. That is your life. And not only just for that that player, right? You're talking about a list of family members and friends yeah. you know, over that 10, 12, 14-year period that have been there every step of the way, People getting you to practice and mentoring you. Yeah. Like yeah. city, like towns win, you know, tomorrow night. Oh, yeah. Like there are towns around the country that will win when they see little Johnny cross the stage Hug Roger Goodell, and there's going to be many teachers and many coaches and many parents who remember that kid walking in their house thinking, oh, good Lord, I hope he didn't smell the roast I just put in the fridge. Where's yeah. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence? Isn't he doing it somewhere? I think he's doing it at the house, right? Yeah. Like, I, I didn't know if he was doing it at the house or high school or whatever. I love it when it's like a small town deal and everybody's just going ass wild in the background. Absolutely. That. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. That's what makes uh, this thing fun is everybody has a story. and I And I appreciate that. And this is, you know, football player uh, bias because I'm the guy that watches, like, the Oscars or the Emmys, and I'm like, I don't want to know anything about these guys. Who won the board? Yeah. Like, just tell me who's, who's winning things. But when it comes to the NFL draft, I'm like, I want to know yeah. their story. Uh, yeah, I want a little, the, yeah. little more American Idol about this. Yes. Give me some, yeah, give me a little context here. Like, then who you are want to watch the ESPN broadcast tomorrow. Yes. Could ESPN get garnered towards fa- uh, families. NFL Network on her towards, like, here's how he's going to fit into the offense. Here's yeah. what the coordinator, here's how yeah, he's going to no. use him. Yeah. I, there, there's time for that, right? Like, I'm, there's plenty of time to have those conversations. I want to hear about Grandma and how she was an inspiration. Like, I love that stuff. Yeah. I think it's – but I also lived it. You know what I mean? Like, I know yeah. what that that is. And, 
uh, what that feeling is. Now, my NFL draft dreams didn't come true because of an injury I sustained in the Senior Bowl. But, Wes, you know, you were projected first-round pick until they took a look at your knees. Yep. But you went things change. Things change <laughs> pretty quick. But you did go through the draft process, and you got to this day. Yeah. And you were expecting to hear your name called. Got there. Uh, that was when we had two days. And there was a small chance at the end of the first day after the combine, and it ended up being the second day, at which it was what it was, but it was good times, man. I mean, you have 32 different doctors poking and prodding on you, and pretty much all of them just write bad knees and circle it. Right. <laughs> you're like, well, there we go. Right. I mean, they know everything about you at this point, right? You yeah, can't everybody hide else is going to, straight to interviews, and I'm going to the hospital to get an MRI on Left knee, right knee, back, x-ray from the hair down. I mean, spent a lot of time in that uh, hospital up there in Indianapolis. Yeah. I think I got home at like 1 in the morning that night. Until you find out the next day that your draft status has dropped. Substantially, yes. What did you do on – so day one, did you have a party? Um, No, I did not. Okay. Because – I didn't want to uh, to have the party and not have nothing. Yeah. yeah, I was like, "We'll wait till day two, you know, just show up as you want, right? Whenever." And hell, I I got tired of sitting there watching it because fourth round went by and then fifth round went by and there's a couple teams calling for the fourth and fifth round. Hey, we might take you here, there, and didn't end up happening. And I was like, "Well, dang!" So, mom lived on a pond, so I went out back and went fishing. I was right. like, "I'm good." I'm happy out here. This is my happy place. And then mom's like, Wes, get in here. And I'm like, oh, shit. So I run up, grab the phone, and it's uh, Marty Schottenheimer. When I was in college, I was zoned out at the end. I didn't watch any of I had no idea who that is. We didn't have time. Right. I remember Marty Schottenheimer, and Marty was the coach of the Kansas City Chiefs. I didn't know Marty Schottenheimer was the coach of San Diego Chargers at that time. So he's like, hey, we, you know, we're going to use this draft pick on you. And I'm like, yes. And mom's like, where are you going? And I put my hand over the phone. I'm like, Kansas City. And everybody's like, yeah, that's so close. That's so awesome. And then the next guy's like, yeah, we can't wait to get you out here in San Diego. I was like, hold on. San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible story. I had no idea. And I was just like, awesome. I was so happy. I didn't give a shit where it was. Right. Man, just get the name called. send you to the Middle East and you're going to play football. And I would have been like, right cool. on. Let's go. Right. The next step. Right, the next step. I think that's something that I also, even about my career, I didn't get that call because of my injury, but I was never told no. Like, I don't know what that feeling is for somebody to look at me and say, hey, man, you're just not good enough to play on this level. Like you, Or, like, to finish my last high school game and think, well, I'm crying now because I'll never play football again or yeah. my last college game. So I'm happy that I never experienced that. But, man, I do, you know, I used to dream about every kid you know, I hate to say that every kid that plays Division One college football wants a dream to play in the NFL because I don't think that's everybody's dream. But yeah. the majority of us, you know, grew up thinking about what that night was going to be like and what that moment was going to be like. And, you know, I, I, like I said, I love the, the stories behind this thing. But the bottom line is, and Chisholm has done an incredible job in the last year, like pushing the business. You know, talk, we, we just talk a lot about the business that is the NFL. Yep. You know, and it's become a 365-day conversation. People just love it. You know, one of the most passionate fan bases you're going to find in sports. And tomorrow night, people will sit around their televisions across the country and watch this draft to see who's potentially could be that next Super Bowl-winning quarterback or next, you know, that next big-time player on their team. And it's, it's yeah. wild, man, I and always, how passionate people are about it. I always get a kick out of the people that don't realize how much of a 
business, it is. And I'm like, they have their own network. Like, it's a full-on business. Right. Like, we're not talking about guys with millions of dollars that are out here just putting together, you know, hair-brained ideas in the backyard. This is, no. This is big boy talk. This is business. Absolutely. And everybody's there for a reason and a spot. And, you know, sometimes they keep a guy because he's got a great story or something over a guy that, you know, is a good better football player that's a backup or something you know so right. i mean it, it all fits together yeah so what Ch- they can sell chisholm is a, a full decade younger than us clearly better looking i don't know about that his body 100 have you works. seen west with oh, his shirt yeah. off i have on twitter a couple of times oh wow. how are you doing that was saucy you're welcome yeah <laughs> <laughs> what do you i mean as far as the uh god i'm distracted what was the, what was the question i was getting ready to ask you i don't know what were we just talking about? You, told, you said I was how good, good looking. I look. Yeah, we, t- we talked oh, about how good yeah. I looked, and I no, said no, no. West looked better. But I would guarantee you that you've been long, an NFL fan longer than we have been. Like, I grew up a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Yeah. That was my team. Raiders. Ask me if I paid any attention to the draft until after college. Right. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like, I just never – it just wasn't like, my I thing. I watched it all the way up until high school, and then there was just a five-year span. I couldn't tell you shit other than I wanted right. to play for the – New England Patriots because they won all the time. Right. And other than that, I couldn't really have told you a whole lot about NFL teams. I just right. knew a lot of teams up north wanted me because I was more of a run blocker. And out of nowhere, I went to San Diego. Didn't talk to anybody there. You know, with the with the emergence of fantasy football, which is big business, I feel like this now, you know, this draft conversation that we're getting ready to have at this table, there's a bunch of people around the country just sitting at their kitchen tables having it. Like, people are right. that oh, yeah. interested uh, in the NFL draft, and this one seems like it might be, you know, as interesting of a draft uh, as we've seen in a while when you consider the players that are involved, but then also, you know, weird, aggressive Bill Belichick. What is he going to do tomorrow? You know, what are the Pittsburgh Steelers looking doing as far as their quarterback uh, situation is concerned? What are the Philadelphia Eagles doing with their quarterback situation? You know, the Chicago Bears have uh, Andy Dalton as their starter right now. What does that even mean? Like, you're t- it's 2021, and you're trotting out Andy Dalton as your the starting Bears? quarterback. Yeah, with a straight face. What are, the guy they had, Mitch? He's Biscuits a backup at Buffalo was better now. than him. Yeah. Yeah, he's a backup at Buffalo. Like, there's just a lot of weird stuff. You know, now yeah. the first pick in the draft is going to go quarterback play in Jacksonville. In, in the and uh, is it's out, out there. And then freaking Jacksonville's coach is Urban Meyer, who I, I don't know if he's going to make it through the first month. Without having a heart attack. Like, it's just a – it's a weird, odd year. And then you consider the the holdouts, you know, like, uh, you know, Chase from uh, LSU doesn't play this last season due to COVID, which is completely understandable for right. those who made that decision. But they're, they're all in this draft, you know, and it's like, what have you been doing for a year? You know, you would assume working out. We were talking about a defensive end, that kid from Great Miami. So. Yeah, who, I mean, 19 sacks to his junior year or his sophomore year. Sophomore year. 19 sacks of sophomore year. Ops out. What has that kid been doing for the last year? You know, you trust that he's been training, yeah. doing NFL things. You would hope any good agent you would think would put him in that position. But also, if he had been, I feel like it's more of a, like you're going to get concrete information from these people. This is what he's been up to. And why wouldn't he be a top 10, you know, draft pick at this point? Body is there, right? He's clearly healthy. 19 sacks as a sophomore that's an insane number. Yeah. That's an insane, like, almost a comical number. I mean, you had 19 sacks last year. Like, who were you hitting that many times in a game? What like is this, this guy built like? Is he like a long guy? 6'4", 
what, 265 if I had to guess? Yeah, he's pretty classic defensive end. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Speed Stupid rush speed. is his thing. The bend, right? That's the right. new thing. Yeah. There's the Joey Bosa's of the world with the hand technicians and the guy who can win that at the line of scrimmage that way. And then there's Gregory Rousseau, who's just like, no, 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 I'm just faster than you are off the line. Yeah, right. I'm going to run underneath your, your hands, basically. The DeMarcus oh. Ware is the uh, – Robert, Roger Mathis yeah. type yeah, of – Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Freeney type of guy. But he's just got a, a – he's got a, I mean, he's got that typical 21 frame, though. You know, that like Freeney and those dudes, I, they weren't six – Four, yeah, you know, six three, six two years. More like a Javon Curse, maybe. Yeah, that's what he looks like. Freakish. Yeah, got a weird freak body for sure. Yeah, uh, listen at six six two fifty. Yeah, like he's a that's monster and Javon plays with, and plays like with nose pretty much. incredible yeah. leverage. You know, but this is a guy right that, at four five two. That, yeah, right. Good lord. Yeah, like that's a man, but he's sli- yeah. he's sliding because of no football this year. Yeah, and that's you know that's interesting. Right, and he's looking at one year. Didn't play his freshman year at all. He was injured his entire first year on campus. Oh, yeah. Played one season, had 19 sacks, and then sat out his next year. So everybody's like, okay, so what, how do we weigh these 12 games? Right. That's all we have is 12 games. It's tough. A year ago. Yeah, a year yeah. ago. Which is even tougher. Right. Jeez. Any surprises in this top five? Well, give me the, the, the top five projected picks are. Uh, like, if you made me guess today, it would yeah. go Lawrence uh, Wilson, uh, and then we would have Mac Jones. His argument there might be Trey Lance. Justin Fields seems to be out of the conversation entirely. Uh, Kyle Pitts at four, then Penny Sewell at five. I, I feel pretty confident it's probably the way it's going to go with either Jones or Lance switching places at three. But those other four picks I feel like are pretty set in stone. Mac Jones, the 49ers in love with Mac Jones, the only school that, or the only team in the league that is. Right. Love him. That's in love with him. Such I, a weird I deal. I don't. See it. No, either did I. But what he, what you were talking about earlier today on our radio show was so interesting. Is the guys that uh, this the extra year guy, right? Like the what were you saying earlier today about the God about that? Excuse me. How these guys haven't had a chance to congregate oh, together. Oh yeah, 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 the group thing. So like the group. So at the combine and at the Senior Bowl, all these things, all these people, like all these NFL. Scouts are together and they're talking. They're having lunch and dinner together, hanging right. out, having drinks together. Like they're all trading notes, and it makes sense how you would get some lists that are pretty standard as far as what the expectations are after all these guys talk to each other. Well, this year they haven't had a chance to do that. They haven't been around each other all year, outside of what they were in the stadiums potentially, and even then there's social distancing. No, I, I think this year NFL scouts were a lot of college stadiums. Oh, they didn't go. Mm-hmm. There you go. So now you have a bunch of, of scouts that are on their own accord. Doing the job, I find that fascinating. Like yeah. that's really interesting, and it makes the 49ers think. They just have to go what buy tickets and hope they could get in. Yeah, if it was a stadium that was allowing people in. Yeah, that are watching tape. That's all they were doing all year. And so you have these guys who basically like the top 15. I could probably tell you the exact top 15 picks. Now the order all over the place, but 15 to like 60, man. It seems like everybody's like, yeah, your guess is as good as mine. A guy like Gregory Rousseau might go 55, might go 12. You know, you just don't know uh, how this is all going to shake out, especially with the defensive side of the ball, because there's a whole lot of people who are close in their rankings. And so, you know, he could be the fifth defensive end on one guy's board, but the first on another. Best quarterback in this draft for you? Uh, I guess I'm supposed to say Trevor Lawrence, right, because that's what everybody says. But, man, I love Justin Fields. I'm the I, same. I, yeah. I'm all about the new transition to quarterback. Like, we have this obsession. We try to keep things the same. And uh, when something's different, getting uncomfortable. But Justin Fields is the modern quarterback. He's – Mobile like Kyler Murray, not as fast, not as quick, but, I mean, in that realm, right, but still can read a defense, still can – I mean, he was the best guy going to his third read in college football last year, no matter what you read online. 
That's the actual, that's the actual facts we know. Uh, and he's built like a linebacker. Yeah, now, he's not Cam Newton. Cam Newton's built like a defensive tackle. But, I mean, he's built like a linebacker. He's a big kid who can run Cam and throw and do all the things. Defensive end. The, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> the only thing that I think I that over the course of this process that someone has pointed, that I've read, that someone has pointed out about Justin Fields that actually does give me pause is he is an elbow thrower. Like, all the torque is on his elbow. And so, like, NFL scouts will tell you there's a time limit on that. Like, eventually he will start having elbow issues. Uh, so, like, that gives me a little bit of pause. But, man, everything else, I just don't know how you can't be all in on the guy. Yeah, I've been very impressed with his uh, candidness and availability during this draft process. You know, some people, as you, as the conversation starts this year and he starts to slide, you know, you wonder if, you know, I think a lot of kids would have been more reserved at that point. You know, you do more speaking through your agent. and You, know, you tape, definitely don't do a second pro day. No, you definitely don't do it, and that's what he did. We're not doing a second pro day. So, like, I, he's earned my respect as a football player. Yeah. You know, I would have told you coming into this draft that my favorite player would have been the Zach Wilson kid. And a lot of it for me is just gut. Like, I loved him in August. Yeah. I told Chisholm early this year that he was going to be in the Heisman conversation. I got people on Twitter going, what are you talking about? This kid from BYU, and sure as shit, you know, at the end of the season, there he is doing exactly what I thought he was going to do. I think a lot of it is just he's like he's just a he's a player like yeah. he's just this he's a gamer he's a player and he's a leader and he's just this kid that wants to get out there and compete. Reminds me a lot of Baker Mayfield, just less bravado, right? Like he just wants to go play football and there's something about that, you know, to me that that I'm gonna make this work somehow, some way, kind of mentality that I'm I've always been attracted to. And then the, the thing that he doesn't, I thought he was faster than he what he ran. He ran yeah. a four six or something like that. I thought he was going to be a four four guy, maybe a four five, three yeah. guy somewhere in there. But, but he is a lot bigger than some of the guys we're comparing him to. I mean, like Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray. Yeah, that's a lot bigger frame. Yeah, and the kid's so a runner. That's impressive. He's a runner, and he's a, and he's a running with purpose. You know, yeah. so I, I would go there. So you guys are both with Fields. I'm with uh, with Wilson, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know right. if I mean. Obviously, I think we'd all be okay with taking Trevor Lawrence too, right? Like, I mean, yeah. If he ended well, up yeah. On our he's a good. Team. Obviously, yeah. he's a good quarterback. Right. Yeah. He's um, good. Just some. I just. I've never been all about the the guys that come from just perfect rosters. You know, it makes it. It's hard. It, yeah. it does make it a little difficult. I would love to see. I just really would like to see uh, Fields in that 49ers situation. For sure. With a solid offensive line, all those weapons. I mean, those guys are ready to win. A defense that's going to give them the ball a lot. Yeah. I mean, that defense is awesome. That team just needs a quarterback, and they're ready to win now. So, I mean, go with that kid. I mean, he's got an offensive line that will protect him, and you've already got a built-in, you know, RPO-style offense there. I struggle so much with the thought that they would go get Mac Jones with that offense being what it is and not pick up one of those – look, even if you don't like Fields, fine. Get the kid from North Dakota and have a quarterback that can run. Like, right. you already – that's your style anyway. Yeah. So, to have another viable running option in the backfield, just from a scheme standpoint, yeah. you think would be impactful. Like, I just don't understand the – I don't understand the Mac Jones thing at all. It just doesn't make any sense to me. They could be scary good with a dual-threat quarterback. Yes, absolutely. I mean, and especially one built like those two. Yeah. Trey Lance is one of the strangest body types I've ever seen play quarterback. He's weird. Uh, the the Mac Jones thing, I mean, everybody would tell you is Kyle Shanahan wants somebody who knows, like, okay, when I draw up the play, here's read number one, read number two, read number three. Your eyes go here, here, here. And then if it's not, you check down to the running back. 
Like, we know when Mac Jones takes the snaps, he's going to go read number one, read number two, read number right. three, check down. Same to the, thing with Trask. Like, he's not going to do anything off script. Yeah, these guys and aren't so, creators. Like, these offensive yeah. genius, like a Kyle Shanahan, I mean, you know, they, they have this obsession with, I know what I'm doing, just do what I'm asking. Right, right. And you'll be successful. And when guys go off script, it kind of drives them crazy. And you can see examples of that in the NFL. So I infamously asked a question to Lincoln Riley last year at a press conference, and I made the statement about Jalen Hurts ad-libbing. I, you know, is it hard for you to plot a, the course of a game with a quarterback who's t- not running the plays? Now, look, you, me, Chisholm, God, everybody who knows any kind of football knows that Jalen Hurts wasn't out there running the, the offense by the book. But he, Lincoln backed his guy, said he doesn't ad-lib that much. I'm like, all right, cool, coach. But if you're Shanahan and you're like – I'm doing something here. Like, I'm, I'm trying to figure something out here. Yeah. Get them looking this way when I go this way. I'm planning for the big play. Of course, a quarterback that at any moment is just not going to run the play and not even going to give you a look like he's going to run the play. Like, not even sticking with the play long enough that the receivers have a chance to run the dummy routes that he's wanting the, the secondary to see. That makes sense to me. It would be hard it. to be an OC in 2021. With as many mobile quarterbacks and like Kyler Murray, come on, like how are you calling yeah. plays for that dude? That's un- I mean, I I totally get the Mac Jones part of it, but with that setup and that offensive line that they have, it's not like the Jets bringing in a quarterback that they're worried about him being skittish and taking off and running too much. I mean, the kid's going to be protected whoever they pick, right? So I think you could take a little bit more of a risk with somebody like a Fields or a Wilson there and not so much a Mac. Right. I was like, there's a time and a place for a Mac Jones, and I just don't think that's it. I mean, maybe more of like a Denver or something. He could maybe do something like that there. But, you know, traditionally Denver's built like that, but that's not really how they're built anymore. Right. So – Outside of the quarterback position, probably the, what, the second most popular conversation in this draft has got to be surrounding the Florida tight end. Kyle Pitts, yeah. Kyle Pitts. Um, projected top five pick. Uh, seems like Atlanta is in love with him. Atlanta also a team that has all the right things that they need offensively to have success, and they would be ba- basically drafting a luxury pick at number four uh, because their team is set up for success right now. They just traded right. for Hayden Hurst a year ago. Right. You know, second-round pick. Sent to Baltimore for him. So, I mean, they have a tight end, but, yeah, it's a luxury pick. Yeah. Thoughts on the Hicks first round, top five? I mean, is it because we've never quite seen anything like him physically? Right. And that's a real thing. Like, there's, I, I mean, mean, he's – it's not just a tight – I mean, he's also a receiver, you know? You're right. I mean, he's, he's more – he's going to be like Mark Andrews, but, I mean – But more athlete. Yeah. But, I mean, hell, Andrews ran a 4-5-9 or something like that. Yeah, 4-3-9 is what Pitts ran. Yeah, that's that's he's just a full-on receiver. Yeah, six two, just a gigantic receiver. He's huge. Uh, it, like it, with all the NFL draft stuff, every year there's guys who are outside of the norm of what we know works. We know wide receivers under 180 pounds don't make it in the NFL, but we're having a conversation about Devonta Smith. We know the tight ends generally drop the draft in the top ten don't work. We're having the conversation about Kyle Pitts. So that's not saying that, that we need to immediately rule those guys out because I think that's. Asinine. There would be a reason to rule out Patrick Mahomes going into the draft, and obviously that thing worked out pretty well. It worked out pretty well. Uh, you know, and even the 49ers said they were going to take Patrick Mahomes, and they took Solomon Thomas. Does anybody know who Solomon Thomas plays for right now? No. The Raiders. He didn't work out. And so Solomon Thomas was a conventional NFL draft pick. Patrick Mahomes unconventional. 
So there's reason to go that direction sometimes. It's just deciding if this is the exception or the rule, right? And, I mean, if you're making me bet Kyle Pitts or Devonta Smith, one of them will work and another one will be a bust. You just don't know which. It's going to be one of those two guys. Like, that's just what history tells us. It's just trying to figure out which one of these two guys is the difference maker and which one can buck the conventional norm. You know, as far as difference makers in conventional or in unconventional, he is an unconventional pick. Does it take an unconventional coach Absolutely. to get the most out of a player like that? Absolutely. Is Atlanta that team? Arthur Smith, I think, is. That yeah. new head coach. Yeah, he's pretty – I mean, he's pretty uh, – he's pushing the thing forward. He's a run-first guy, uh, but obviously John U. Smith had a ton – a ton of uh, targets last year, and you can imagine Kyle Pitts more talented than John U. Smith. So, yeah, I mean, I think Atlanta's a good shot, but I don't know, I'm trying to think of, if he ends up in Detroit, Kyle Pitts is a nobody. You know, he's a fine tight end. That's, right. a, that's a disaster. If he ends up in Denver, I think he's probably a fine tight end, and it's a disaster because you draft a tight end fourth. He can't yeah. be fine. Denver be he's loaded be freaking good. tight ends. Yeah. I would love, I know, I know it's not going to happen, but I'd love to see him in, uh, with the Rams. Yeah, Sean McVay. Yeah, for yeah, sure. That'd be cool. The one I, you know, Dan Orlovsky talked about this one the other day, man. If he, if Kyle Pitts ended up in Arizona, like the Cardinals would be must see TV every week. Yes. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. That, that'd probably be my second place I'd like to see him go. Yeah. Just because they are going to get the most out of him. Yeah. They realize that that's probably the best athlete on their team when he walks right. in there. So, sure. What, what are the weird scenarios here? Like in the top five, like, you know, like this is what we're hearing, right? It's, it's those five. Uh, they all make sense. You know, the Mac Jones thing is very, very odd. Outside of the 49ers choosing Justin Fields instead of Mac Jones. Any potential weird moves here? And like Jerry Jones getting into the – you see Jerry trading up into four to get, to get that tight end? I think if Jerry is still running the office, he would. Steven won't make that trade. Okay. Because to get up to get Kyle Pitts, you're going to have to trade what you would trade to get a franchise quarterback. You know, I mean, think about that. Like, I'm going to trade the equivalent of what it would take me to go get Justin Fields to get Kyle Pitts. Does Justin Fields add more value to my team than Kyle Pitts? Absolutely, just based off the position he plays. Right. So, like, you're going to overpay. And right. Stephen Jones, I've said it over and over, one of the best general managers in the NFL. It's just if his dad wants to get involved or not. But Stephen Jones has been able to run the ship. He's done an incredible job. It's just when, you know, Jerry wants to be Jerry is when things get hairy. Right. That did not, I did not mean for that to rhyme. <laughs> uh, but, you know, so I, I don't think Dallas will trade up. I think that's all a big smoke screen. I think Dallas just needs a left tackle that can stay healthy. Stay healthy is the key part, right? Because every year there's one thing that coincides with that team going to shit, and it's the left tackle. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is or who the running back is. As soon as he goes down. Yeah. That offense isn't worth anything. Yeah. They got so much money invested in those skill positions. They've got to be able to keep Dak upright and on the field. Yeah, they need to invest in a left tackle in a bad way. What I feel like every year we come into the draft and there are teams that have like that whole we need to do something here or where everybody's getting fired vibe. And I, I don't yeah. know that we have that team this year, right? Is there well, some? No, there's some teams that are obviously that team, but I don't think they know it. Oh, Denver is obviously that team, right? They yeah. have everything on the field except for a quarterback, and they seem to be very okay with just Teddy Bridgewater, which Teddy Bridgewater is a fine quarterback, but they have the chance to go get a guy, right? Or at least a guy who's going to get people excited uh, and sell some tickets. But they're What'd choosing. What they get last year? Was it Flacco or? No, they had Drew Locke. Yeah. And then Joe, then Joe Flacco was their backup. When Drew got hurt, uh, Joe Flacco played a handful of games. Yeah. And so, I mean, Denver is obviously one of those teams who probably needs to be a little bit desperate trying to get a franchise quarterback. Chicago is another team who, who obviously needs to be desperate to go get a franchise quarterback. 
and, and doesn't seem to want to. And they're at pick number 20. They're miles away from getting somebody. Yeah. Chicago's then, got a lot of weapons and a good offensive line. I mean, absolutely. Chicago's roster is one of the best in the NFL. They Up there just with Denver, need they just a quarterback. No one to throw the ball. They've got studs all over the field. Yeah. I mean, they've got receivers. They've got running backs. Yeah. They've got playmakers. And if we showed just a general NFL scout the New England Patriots roster. Right. And we said, this team's going to take a defensive end in the first round. They'd be like, well, that team's a lunatic. It's just because Bill Belichick is running that team that no one's questioning their decision to not go quarterback or not be aggressive in that market. And they may be tomorrow, but reports are they're trying to trade back, and they're going to snag a defensive end late in the first round. If that was anybody else on the planet, we'd all go, wait, wait, wait. You invested all this money on defense, all this money on this offense. You have all these skill positions that you've now paid a ton of money to, and you're going to let Cam Newton keep throwing hopscotches at him? You know, right. Like, that's not a good strategy, but it's because it's Bill. He gets a pass, and I get it. But they should be a team that should also look at themselves and go, we're one or two positions away from doing something. Let's go get that one or two positions instead of trying to punt the ball down the road. I don't understand teams that aren't aggressive when they're close. As far as, um, like, our, our regional favorite teams here, uh, the Cleveland Browns, Baker Mayfield, anything stick up to you about their needs, wants, desires? Well, they're, they're in a great spot because best roster in the NFL? Close? You can argue it. Uh, and, I mean, obviously the positions that they could upgrade at is somewhere they won't. Like, I mean, they could go get Deshaun Watson at quarterback, but, that, you know, that's not really a possibility. So they're sitting at 26. They just get to pick whoever the best player is. Right. You know, they don't need an offensive lineman. They paid all those guys last year. Don't need defensive linemen because they paid all those guys this year. Their secondary is a whole bunch of first-round draft picks. Their skill positions are probably up there in the best in the league. They just get to pick whoever's on the board, which is a great yeah. spot. A great spot. They might get like a Rashad Bateman or something like that, like a luxury pick. But we talked about the Cardinals and potentially that. bringing up Hicks. Anything. They, the Arizona Hicks? needs – excuse me, Knicks. Oh. Pitts. 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 Kyle Pitts. Yeah. As far Jordan as the, Hicks is their middle linebacker, so you freak me out right, for a second. That's right. Yeah. As far as the Cardinals are concerned, though, not near the roster that the Browns have. Not defensively, no. And their offensive line is questionable. They've, they've kind of punted that ball down the road a couple of years now in a row with Kyler Murray is not addressing the offensive line. Problem is they're sitting at 16. I don't know if they'll get a real difference maker. I mean, Tevin Jenkins is probably there. I don't know if he goes. Uh, Darius Shaw might be there out of Virginia Tech. Maybe he goes. But he's not Sewell, you know. Right. And, you know. and they could probably um, – I'm assuming that there's some good talent that's going to be around in the second round. You can get a high-level lineman there. You may not yeah. get, like, a first-year pro bowler. Sure. But you can definitely get a starter that can contribute and right. help in the second round. So, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of curious to see what, what they go with. Their team, you I know, told to watch for Chuba. Oh, yeah. Because they got James Conner as the Thunder. Now they're looking for the Lightning. Yeah. Is Chuba the Lightning? I had a I hard time so. buying that that's a year ago. That's not the ago. only thing he can do, right, man? Can he? What did he run his 40 in? That wasn't impressive. <laughs> I was surprised at that kid. I thought he was going to do way more combine-wise. I was hoping yeah, to see did, way more. Uh, yeah, I thought he was like a world class. 4-4-9. Four, four, I thought he was yeah. like a possible 4-2 guy. Yeah. I thought, I thought he was like Records were getting ready to fall, yeah. Disappointing from Chuba. Yeah. All right, so we got the Cardinals. We got the Browns. We got the Cowboys. Uh, anybody? Oh, the Chiefs doesn't really matter at this point, right? Luxury they pick for them. They don't have a first-round pick. Oh, they, yeah, they just right, got they Orlando away. Brown. That's yeah. their big. Yeah. I mean, their offensive line is the top seven of their offensive line are all new guys. Right. They like, probably just won the draft with trading their first-round pick for Orlando Brown. Oh, it was I mean, crazy. Honest, that's all they needed to they, win the Super Bowl was they somebody from, to protect them. They, were, they saw even like they just traded away their first-round pick. That trade is so fascinating to me. Like, the Chiefs made off like bandits. And I think the, you know, the Ravens are doing okay, too. 
All they did was go from 31 to 54. They just went back 20 spots, and they got Orlando Brown. That's a That's steal. a pretty good trade, right? That's a You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, as far as the, the Super Bowl winning Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and it still tastes funny every time I say it. Yeah. And Tom Brady, late, late, another luxury pick here. But the yeah. quarterback conversation came up for us during our show today. And the drafting and potentially drafting a quarterback at, at that first pick, that last pick in the first round, uh, and getting that extra year option, obviously, which would be legit for a team like, uh, like if, you know, Tampa Bay. If there's somebody good, if one of those guys happens to slide. You think Brady – but the argument is that Brady what, couldn't handle Garoppolo, which is why he had to go. Brady wasn't about – uh, looking towards the future, he was about winning right now, which I get that 100%. Well, I think this is probably a little different point in his career. If he doesn't win the too. Super Bowl last year, is he coming back this year? Or is he hanging yes. it up? No, he's coming back. That dude's got an affliction. He's got a football affliction. He can't help himself. Yeah. yeah. All right. I don't think they'll go quarterback. I, Tampa, I mean – I, I told you Creed Humphrey on the show today. That's right. Just because the, Jensen is their center. He's been their center for a decade and a half. He was going to retire this offseason and kind of did the, ah, screw it. Let's go one more year. Uh, and so, you know, they'll try to find somebody at the middle, I assume. That could be that could be a good pick because Creed's got the size. You can throw him in there at guard and he's going to be fine, yeah. too. Yeah. And, I would have preferred him playing guard anyway in the league. And help, seeing how athletic he is, he might be able to kick slot. He might be able to just fit in at all three. I was pretty surprised that he fell as much as he did in the, after the combine. Like, just just wasn't it? I, I mean, I don't know what they were looking for. I think he went up. I think he fell during the season and went up after his pro day. Well, I mean, he yeah. did, well, okay, maybe the I don't. Th- I'm surprised he didn't rise more after his pro sure. day. Like, yeah. I, I thought he was going to be a first round pick. I would have bet on that preseason well, this I, year. I'll tell you, after Florida, I asked a couple people who covered the NFL like the drafting stuff, and they're like, oh, "We've heard middle third round." For Creed. And now, now I expect him to go somewhere probably in the 30s, maybe early 40s at the latest. Right. So, I mean, he's gone up probably 20, 30 spots. Well, that's pretty good. In this offseason. But, yeah, I mean, this past couple of years, his situation hasn't been great, so his play hasn't been great. And he's right. he was a guy who we thought would be somewhere in those 20s a couple of years ago, I and mean, now his, probably second-round pick. His freshman year, he was in a perfect situation. You know, he was surrounded by four NFL players. NFL players. Right. I mean, so it was, it was perfect for him. And then the next year. All those guys are gone. He's the, he's the guy, you yeah. know, and and then this year was the first year that he finally had a little bit going on. I but I mean, hit. it was still yeah, crazy yeah. year. Yeah, I, as far as uh, the first round Sooners, we probably won't have any this year. I would tell you, unless Creed is like I said, that that Jensen right. replacement at thirty two. I don't see it. This is a it's a worthy conversation because you can't have too many of these, right? So we, we Lincoln Riley's the golden boy here in the state of Oklahoma. There's no question about it. Can't do anything wrong. And I have no problem saying that because the guy hasn't done anything wrong, right? No, not but a, in regards nothing. to, you know, you got to have, if you want to be Clemson, you want to be Ohio State, you want to be Bama, you got to have first round draft picks. And so he can't do this in back to back years. Like, here's your year. I mean, Bama has nine guys who could go in the first round. The nine won't. Right. But, like, they have nine guys who are in the conversation of being first round draft picks. Oklahoma has two guys who were hoping to go in the second. I tell you, Ronnie's probably going in the third. Right. Yeah. Clemson this year, only just the two. They were right? a young team this year, yeah. They were young. And Ohio yeah. State has got the one. Well, they had a bunch of guys go back. Like the Olave wide receiver kid, he's probably first-round pick, maybe 15-ish range. Oh, uh, that's right. And he, he goes went... back to Ohio State, which right. I don't understand that at all. Power to him. But, yeah, so they've had a handful of those guys who are going back for one more because they've gotten so close to the national championship a couple of times. Right. 
We'll see if they can get it done. See if they can get it done. You don't see that a whole lot in blue blood football anymore. No. You guys making that decision. So every single Sooner that's in this draft, did every one of them come out early? We don't have any seniors, do we? Creed, Ronnie, uh, Nor. Brown is a senior. Yeah. Brown, okay. Trey Brown's a senior. So Norwood, Norwood came is, out, Ely came out. Yep. And Stevenson came out early. And Stevenson, I get. The other ones, I think they probably should have stuck around another year. I think Trey Brown and Norwood knew they were going to lose playing time. Yeah, and, and I think Ely. that's the only thing. Yeah, Ely probably felt that a little bit, too. Yeah. Riding on the wall, like, ooh, if I stick around, I'm not playing. Yeah, or in a competition plummets. that I don't want to be in. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Decrease playing time. Yeah. Not good. That's Look, that's what builds champions, though. But, right? yeah. But the good news is, uh, you know, if you got enough guys you can rotate in, then that'll keep you more fresh for the next level. Right. Sure. So, that's so now not we got necessarily a bad thing. Gundy has a potential first rounder with Tevin Jenkins. Tevin Jenkins will go in the first round. Which is big time. And then, but the best the best pick in this draft from Oklahoma is the kid from Tulsa. Zayvon Collins, yeah. Zayvon Collins. Yeah. 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 His height weight, bro. He's a monster. I love it. What the fuck? Just a big dude. Six, what is it, 6'6", six, 6'5", six, six, five. Where six, did five, he I think. come from? How many Oklahoma? And Bro, 6'5". Oh, What's five, crazy is how so. many's already had an NFL player. Yeah. They're a town of 2,000, and this is going to be their second NFL player. People just don't take the time to go out there. But, I mean, if you look at those stats, how do you not put a little time into this kid? I mean, yeah, look six, at the five, size. 6'5", five, 260, five, and a 4'5". And is intercepting the ball. I mean, like the putting only himself thing, in position and pick off passes. I loved watching him play the at the end of the year when when I found out who he was. Obviously, I right. loved watching him every time I got a chance. But I mean, can you imagine? Like, I wonder if that was a deal where all the bigger colleges wanted him to play D end and he wanted to play linebacker, or something like that. Yeah, Cause Cause how they do you don't make him like that, that anymore. Like well, he played quarterback was in high school. Quarter. Oh, well. Yeah, he won the state eight, he's class A championship three years in a row at Hominy, Oklahoma, played quarterback. Just, Didn't play both ways. Start, moved to a linebacker when he got to Tulsa, if I'm not mistaken. This is why you love Chisholm. Yeah. The wealth, wealth of knowledge. Now it, it makes a little more sense now. Yeah. Nate Fankin just put up a video of his senior year at high school in the state championship game. He's just dragging kids in the end zone? Well, I mean, he, no, he's throwing the ball. Like, he's just playing so quarterback. Weird. And he's like, if you would have told me there was an NFL player on the field, I would have told you you're crazy. You know, this is four years ago. Nate was like, I mean, this it was, a first it was round not a, pick. Yeah, it was not apparent. Like yeah. he clearly grew into his body in college. Uh, so he looked like, like gained the coordination, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like he was, a, he was a big person with no coordination, and then became an athlete in college. So we That's just had Chisholm Holland out there throwing passes, <laughs> and then he turns into right. this, this guy. Right. I like. It. Yeah. He's an animal. I'm trying to think of the last linebacker. Like, how big was like Javon Kirkland and? Greg Lloyd, those dudes had to have been 260-something. I know Jeremiah Trotter oh, yeah. was 280 his last year at the Eagles. Lloyd was Trotter was 280. Big. Yeah, he was way overweight. Obviously, he did not finish the year. He uh, got injured. He was 280. Yeah. That's like an uh, Eagles like, fun fact. Uh, Disgusting. Ray, from Baltimore, he was, what, 260? Uh, I bet Ray was 260. He's a big dude. Yeah, I bet he was. I mean, I bet it's been a decade, though. These guys got small. Yeah. Like after, a, you know, they're, they're with some time and the league changed and the passing changed and, you know, now you're looking at 235, 240, you know, these these hybrid fast guys that are playing that position. You know, that yeah. 270, 260, I feel like it died in the 90s, early 2000s a little bit. I'm happy to see it, though. But and look, running, running games are coming back in college football, which is, you know, football is, uh, 
it's all connected. You know, it's all. I mean, it's a rush in frame playing linebacker. Yeah, is what man. it is. It'd be interesting. He's what a defensive end at linebacker? What NFL decides to do with him? I really don't know. Everyone keeps assuming he's going to be a defensive and outside linebacker. That's probably where I'd put him. But yeah. he was so good I'd leave him playing right pass in the protection. Middle. I right. mean, he was awesome. Put his big butt in the middle. Yeah. I mean, yeah it, pl- playing tight ends and suffocating guys. I mean, there's a clip of him guarding Tylen Wallace in the Oklahoma State game this year. I mean, don't get me wrong, Tylen is Tylen, but Damon Collins is hanging around. You know what right. I mean? Like, the, utilize yeah, that. he's a ball hawk, though. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's not. I mean, he's a big guy, but he's an athlete. Yeah. You know? He wants the ball. He's fun, man. I'm excited about him. Yeah, me too. Like local Oklahoma kids being like that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that just, sounds like a Belichick pick. Yeah. It does very much sound like a Belichick pick. I either, that's, but this that's is weird hair down Belichick. We don't do. know. <laughs> Belichick going for some off-brand great football player on defense, or does he shock the world and trade up and get fields? I'd love to see that happen. That's what I would love just to, to Just to – I just need you to know I don't plan on doing a whole lot of work during my radio show on Monday or on Friday because Chisholm will be <laughs> on fire. Just on it. On fire. Depending on how 12 goes. And depending on how the Eagles pick goes. But if you tell me that Belichick swoops into the top four to take the quarterback that you've been promoting for almost two years now. How many do they have? And the, the Eagles top? screw up that pick. I can't do it. How many top first, second, third round picks do they have? Who? Eagles. They, got they have, four, they have a first, a second, and two-thirds. Then next year, they have three firsts, two seconds, and a third. Oh. They have the most picks this year and next year. Yeah, that's a good year for to this have year. all those picks. Yeah, That's going to be a real good year to have yeah. a bunch of picks. Huh. Well, I'm excited about it. It should be a good NFL draft. Hopefully, everybody out there in podcast land enjoys it. Chisholm, thanks for, thank you so much for your time. Anytime you can talk about something that I know, that would be great. Yeah. 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 All the things. So, like, twice a year. I might have to get you back next week to recap. As long as something interesting happens. I'm just hoping no chalk. Don't give me chalk in the draft. That gets boring. So Chisholm is like a way better human than I am, you know, a little buttoned up. <laughs> I just hope the Eagles screw this up so we get, like, yeah. Bender Chisholm. I want to see Chisholm. They get Devonta Smith. I will buy face. a jersey that night. If they draft an offensive lineman, I won't show up for work on Friday. Is there a chance that you don't work on Friday? Oh, yeah, I've already told Randy. <laughs> what is wrong with an offensive lineman in the first round? They have, like, eight offensive linemen I like right now. Yeah, Need. but they're always hurt. Yeah, yeah. Lane so hasn't famously, played a season. This is also whoever the left tackle is, I don't think he's played a season in the no, last the, decade. Uh, yeah, Jordan, well, he's, Jason Peter, Peter's retired. Jordan Malata. It's about time. You ever t- have you heard my Jordan Malata stuff? Is that the giant kid from TCU? He's a giant kid. He's a rugby player from New Zealand. Oh, Didn't yeah, know American kid. football existed like five years ago. They drafted him. He had never been on an American football field. And now he's probably going to be a starting left tackle. And he's good. He played last year. He's good. Yeah, he's that dude's a freak. I remember watching like the little 30 for 30 or whatever they had on. Oh, yeah. That is a massive. He's an animal. He's an animal. Athlete. Also an incredible singing voice. Does opera. Really? Yeah. Um, what did you tell me about the Eagles' draft picks in the last how many years they drafted? 21 of the last 26 first-round picks have been offensive or defensive linemen. <laughs> Out of the five that don't fall into that category, three of them have been quarterbacks. So, so two picks. Nelson linemen. Aguilar, Jalen Rager, the only two picks that haven't been offensive, defensive linemen, or quarterbacks. And both those picks sucked. And that's every draft Harry yeah. Roseman or Andy Reid has ever done. And Aguilar didn't suck. suck. Did he the, suck? Uh, he was good the Super Bowl year. Yeah. 
out of the five years in Philadelphia, he had one good year, and they won a Super Bowl, so I'll take it. Rager was a – I would have told you that that was a risky early second-round pick, yeah. let alone a first-round yeah. pick. I didn't see him going anywhere near – I remember when they took that, I was shocked. I was like, wow. You yeah. were shocked. Wow. You've got – No, can't we wait. were excited, but we were just in shock. We were like, how can, do you screw that up? Can you and imagine – And then it was, let's, let's hear this. Can you imagine sitting at your house on a Thursday night – and they take Jalen Rager instead of Justin Jefferson, and you kind of halfway lose your mind. And you convince yourself. It's like, ah, he played at TCU. Maybe if he goes to LSU, he puts up the same numbers. Oh, yeah. He played with a crappy quarterback. Yeah. You, you talk yourself into it. Even though everything inside me was saying, this is a disaster, this is a disaster, this is a disaster. You talk yourself into it. And then the next night, they have a second-round pick. You get all pumped up, and they take Jalen Hurts. I feel Can like you imagine what that would 48 hours was like? Like they thought that I was, was in Broken Bow when this went down. We were in Broken Bow last year yeah. at this time. And we were like, what? I got 40 text messages in like the span of yeah. two minutes. I was blackout that night. Yeah, it was a great night. I'd had no alcohol and I blacked out that night. We were supposed to do a pod. <laughs> what was it, halfway through the first round? Oh, yeah, at the we end we of did, it? yeah, we didn't even get through it. Yeah, we did one when we got there and that was. That was like peak quarantine time too. So like even the town was shut yeah. down. We were just so excited that we all got, that we all got out of the house. Yeah. It was nice. Man, we've come a long ways in a year. All right, Mr. Allen, good luck tomorrow. <laughs> I need it. We'll get the follow-up next <laughs> week it. if we can. Sounds good. All right, man. Have a good one. Thanks, guys. like it. The Sam Mays Podcast is a production of P-Squared Media.